My brothers and sisters, what a joy it is for me to be able to share with you on today. I am thankful that this is another day that the Lord has kept me. Uh, he has kept me from all danger. I'm glad that I am saved and sanctified and filled with God's precious Holy Ghost. Listen, um, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to share a word with you and I uh, know that uh, sometimes people are having some difficulties in their life, but you must remember uh, that uh, the Lord, the Lord uh, is not uh, glad when you're struggling, but he's going to make sure that you get uh, some instructions, that you get some purpose in your pain, that there's going to be a lifting when you come out of your situation. My brothers and sisters, I need to read a verse to you. I want to go to the 73rd number of Psalm, and I'm going to read a few verses. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to read a few verses in the 73rd number of Psalm. It says that starting at the first verse, truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. Uh, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Uh, uh, for I was envious at the foolish, even, excuse me, I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, uh, uh, but they, their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covered them as a garment. Their eyes stand out with fatness. They have more than a heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heaven and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore, his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, how doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, you ought to see, I hope that you're reading your Bible so you'll see this is in the Bible. It was too painful for me. And this is where I'm going to stop. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. All of that bad stuff that was happening, uh, you know, 
uh, 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 that the psalmist was talking about, all how wicked people are strutting around and, and whatnot. He was talking about seeing this happen, and he said, I got problems with that. I, that, that makes me struggle with my faith to see these uh, people walking around, and here I am living right and doing what I believe God will have me to be, and I see them prospering in their way, and they ain't got no regard. Excuse my bad English, y'all. They ain't got no regard for God and his way. But then the writer said, I was trying to figure that out. I was trying to figure out why God allows that kind of stuff to happen. I was struggling with my faith. Say, but then I went to church. That's what it says, y'all. That's what it says in that 16th verse. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. He said, but until I thought to know this, excuse me, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I therein. Uh, how did I understand just by going to church? Because the teachings, the teachings from that go forth in the church will help you get through life's struggles. Lord have mercy. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. All right, now, I'm going to, I'm not going to be long. I want you to go to Genesis, the 32nd chapter. The 32nd chapter. And I'm going to point out a verse, a couple of verses here, and then I'm going to let you, hallelujah. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hold you long. Now, I'm telling you now, so don't, don't go down the road and wait on me because I probably won't come that far down. So go with me to Genesis, the 32nd chapter, and the 25th verse. Let's see what it said. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, hear what I'm getting ready to say. This 26 verse is going to bless you. And he said, let me go for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Uh, somebody say, I ain't letting go. Put that on the screen. Just put, I ain't letting go. I ain't let, I know it's bad English. I'm not letting go. How's that for you English people, you proper speaking people? Sometimes life can be super challenging as it is. However, knowing what God has spoken into your life and yet seeing things that apparently don't line up with the promises uh, can be discouraging. It's almost like uh, uh, people at Greater Emmanuel have heard me talk about a seesaw experience where what I see ain't what I saw. I saw that I was going to be blessed, 
but what I see ain't lining up with what I saw. Are y'all hearing me? These seesaw experiences causes us to struggle with our faith. I saw God showed me I was going to be blessed, but I see where I'm struggling. And what I see is not lining up with what I saw. Each of us at some point or another struggle at the process that God takes us through to get to our blessing. Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm, you know, I want blessings. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad when God blesses me. But I want, I don't just want a blessing. I want to live a blessed life. Mm, I hope you get that. Uh, sometimes things seem so uh, topsy-turvy until we can't see how they fit into the plan that God said he had for our lives. My God. And whether we want to admit it or not, sometimes the things we've done in our past will come back to haunt us and make us feel like anything positive is only wishful thinking. We start thinking of the things we've done in the past and wonder, uh, did God really mean to give us such tremendous promises or was I hallucinating? Or was this uh, just something crazy? Sometimes we wonder, did God get us confused with somebody else? Come on now, simply because if you had been God and, and observed what you had done, you probably wouldn't do anything for you either. Mm -hmm. Right on the screen, can we be real? Well, Jacob had these experiences. His experience with Laban uh, was a stormy one. I would venture to say that uh, surely Laban uh, had not completely despised his son-in-law. After all, uh, Jacob uh, represented or presented him with a number of grandchildren. And yet the scheming between the two of them was constant. You see, uh, Jacob finally left the country. Even then, a stormy scene uh, ensued. But ultimately, uh, they mended their fences and Jacob uh, journeyed back to the land of his father and mother. My brothers and sisters, the scene, and watch where I'm going, I'm not going to be long. The scene at the Jabbok is a strange scene. The name Jabbok actually means emptying. Uh, somebody uh, needs to understand. Uh, let's, let's deal with that. Just type on the screen, emptying. Uh, Jacob sent his company on before him and was left alone. He was greatly disturbed because he did not know how his brother Esau uh, would receive him, and rightfully so. He, it, it, you know, he had played a trick on Esau, and, and it was at Jabbok that Jacob did some emptying of himself and engaged in some serious prayer time. Now, I realize that, that your difficulties are causing you pain, but here is an opportunity 
for you to empty out and say, Lord, search my heart. If you find anything that shouldn't be there, take it out. Uh, somebody ought to say, this is a time to empty out. This is a time to empty out. And, 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 and that particular night, he had an experience with a mysterious stranger. My brothers and sisters, I, I, I don't believe that we can dismiss this episode as a dream. Some people uh, in their uh, 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 efforts to uh, dive into what Jacob was dealing with, they, they say that it was a dream. I don't buy into that theory, even though we cannot understand it completely. Uh, the account is hysterical. Uh, and, and not only is it hysterical, but it's historical because Jacob had, and, and I'm going to show you why I don't believe it was a dream, because Jacob had an unusual situation. He had an, un, he had, uh, 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 an unusual visitation. Who was this mysterious stranger? Uh, some have alluded uh, to it uh, being an angel, while others contend that it was a man. However, in regards to this encounter, Jacob later said he had seen God face to face. We must leave it there because what actually happened at that place was between God and Jacob. And what are you saying to me, brother preacher? Some valuable lessons should be learned from this incident. And lesson number one is, is that old sins can haunt you. Mm. Somebody put that in your notes. Old sins can haunt you. 20 years later, here, it would seem that Esau should have mellowed by now. This, this thought must have crossed Jacob's mind, but he was not sure. Jacob uh, had treated his brother despicably, and, and the crafty soul that he was was afraid that Esau might possess similar characteristics as he, after all, they were twin brothers. And Jacob was afraid that Esau might seek revenge. How many times have you ran up on someone from your past and hoped they wouldn't treat you the way you treated them? Uh, sin often comes back on us. In God's moral world, the law of sin and retribution often dishes out its own punishments and reward. However, some of us have so much to thank God for because he gave some of us passes. Uh, type on the screen and say, I got a pass. Mm -hmm. Don't sit there and act like you ain't done nothing. Uh, uh, some, somebody sitting they're watching me right now, and, and some of the stuff uh, that you should have been landed in jail, but God gave you a pass. Some of the stuff you did, you should have caught some, some disease. You should, you, my God, you should have overdosed uh, fooling with them people, but God gave you a pass. I want you to put on the screen with exclamation mark, I got a pass. I got a pass. I got a pass. 
And some of the stuff I did should have tarnished me for the rest of my life. But God gave me a pass. I'm, I'm spending too much time uh, talking about it. Some of the stuff I was involved in could have cost me my life. But God gave me a pass. Thank God for passes. Uh, I want you to put that on the screen. Thank God for passes. Sometimes it's through those passes that God interrupted catastrophic things from happening in our lives. One of th another thing I want you to understand is that God can enter directly into the affairs of humans because none of us can completely comprehend God's working. Paul said uh, 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 in the third chapter of 1 Timothy and the 16th verse, without controversy, great is the mystery mystery of godliness. God does not choose to intervene directly on all occasions, but when his redemptive programs need his personal attention, thank God he gives it. Jacob needed to learn a great lesson. If we count this experience at Bethel as the beginning of his saved life, we must look at this incident at the Jabbat as the time when he made a complete surrender of himself to the Lord with the full knowledge of what it costs. My brothers and sisters, you have to be careful and know that God has a way of bringing things to your attention and, and he steps in and makes a way in your struggle. I know you're going through something, and if you're going through something right now, I come to tell you to don't throw in the towel because God sent you here to hear me so that I can tell you that God is intervening and he's going to make something happen in your life. I'm glad for the redemptive program that God has. No wonder the songwriter said, if it had not been, for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Now, let's move on. Jacob met the test. In the New Testament, we are taught uh, that salvation comes by grace through faith and not by works. In some of the Old Testament stories, we must be careful not to push too far in order to find an analogy of salvation by grace in the experiences of the great people God chooses and uses. Uh, the simple point of this story is that Jacob hung on uh, and literally fought for his faith. Jacob said, I will not let go. And that's what I've come as I'm coming to my clothes now. That's what I've come to tell you. To you got to get that in your spirit. I will not let go. I need you to type that on the screen and put some exclamation marks behind it because Satan needs to see you typing that. The devil needs to hear you say it as you type it. I used to uh, one of my mentors, uh, he was one of my teaching mentors. His name was Reverend Williams. He was one of my math teachers, and he used to 
have us write down everything uh, that he would put on the board because he said that the more senses that we got involved in doing it, the more apt we were to internalize it and practice it. And so I'm challenging you. I did the same thing when I was a teacher. I'm challenging you to type this, Lord have mercy. I'm challenging you to type this and say it. Why? Type it and say it because you're going to get more of your senses involved. Say it. I will not let go. Put some exclamation mark behind it. Y'all ain't moving. Come on, do it. I will not let go. Listen, did Jacob feel unworthy? Did Jacob feel subdued? Was Jacob frustrated? Of course he was. The years that he spent in Haran took a toll on his life. It was in Haran that he was exposed to idolatry. And not only that, but he, he witnessed his grandfather become a casualty to idolatry. Uh, if Jacob once felt that God had a great purpose for his life, he was not sure after what he experienced. And I know that the struggle that you're going through, you're not sure whether God is really dealing with you the way you thought he would. But I'm telling you, don't let go. Jacob wouldn't let go. He was there wrestling. Somebody said, it was an angel, but we don't have any biblical proof. I believe that it was a represent a heavenly representative, a, a, a heavenly representative that came and dealt with Jacob and wrestled with Jacob. Jacob wrestled with the thought of his past. Jacob wrestled with the possibility of not being in God. But Jacob said, when, when, this, when this heavenly representative, and this is why I don't believe it was a dream, because Jacob, he, 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 he put his hand on his, on, on, excuse me, this heavenly representative put his hand on his hip, and, and, and Jacob became, developed a limp. He became, he was walking around crippled. Uh, your encounter getting rid of your past, and giving surrender uh, or surrendering to what God has for you in the future may cause you to have a limp. But don't let my limp make you think that I ain't got power with God. Hallelujah. I'm getting happy. My sister would say, I'm getting happy off my own stuff. God bless you. Yet. In the face of his struggle, Jacob said he was not willing to give up on the previous experience that he had had at Bethel. Jacob wouldn't let go of this mysterious representative and insisted that he bless him. Uh, I wish you would do something and, 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 and realize today that uh, your blessing. Uh, may be connected uh, to your struggle. Mm. He continued to grapple, although 
Perhaps he didn't understand the exact nature of the conflict, but Jacob remembered what was promised to him. I'm, I'm closing here. Uh, my brothers and sisters, we need to note the similarities in our lives. Sometimes we fight the fight of faith when we do not understand the true nature of the battle. Sometimes God nudges us with affliction so we can learn more about him. David said uh, in the psalm, it was good for me that I had been afflicted that I might learn thy statutes. I, I preached a sermon some time ago. I learned my lesson. I wonder, uh, have you learned or are you learning your message, your lesson, excuse me? Are you learning your lesson? You need to make sure that you learn. Sometimes God has to put us in this struggle so we can learn. However you accept this story, there are lessons uh, to learn. Uh, Type on the screen, learn your lesson. Mm. Just like God touched Jacob, so God touches us. Into each life, conflict comes. Each life must bear some scar. Each life must be complicated by the disturbance of Satan. But when we come through the conflict, we understand God in a greater way. Mm. You may not like what I'm about to say, but I must share with you that we need the storms of life so we can appreciate the days of sunshine. Mm. If you're going to have strong faith, your faith must be exercised. You often hear me say that faith is like a muscle. The more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. Jacob was never the same after this encounter at Jabbok. He still had hangups from his old life, but something happened by the brook that refined and mellowed him, making him able to cope with the remaining years and the problems they would bring. Everybody is going to have a Jabbok in their life. I remember, you know, I, I often tell my story about how uh, my wife's uh, near-death experience was my J-Bock. I mean, my, 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 I became tender after that or, or, or because I was a tough guy, you know, uh, all that. But after that, that changed my whole life, changed the, whole, the way I, 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 I treat people as a whole. God had to do that for me to get to where I am. Oh. oh, my brothers and sisters, I don't care what the enemy may put in your way. Don't let go of what God has promised you. I don't care how severe the struggle may get. Don't let go. I don't care what people are trying to tell you. Don't let go of what God has promised you. If God said it, it's got to come to pass. Uh, uh, I hope that you'll hear what I'm saying. If God said it, it's got to come to pass. Listen, let's go to Proverbs 13 and 12. I'm finished. We'll give you a couple of scriptures and then I'm finished. Proverbs 13 and 12. 
Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. Mark 9 and 23 said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. Ephesians 6, 10, look. Therefore, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Uh, you need to say to somebody on our virtual, uh, in our virtual space, type it on the screen. Be bold. Be bold. 2 Timothy 1 and 12. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able. I wish if you were in church, I'd have, I'd have you holler, he's able. He's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Genesis 18 and 14. Is anything too hard for God? Ah, <laughs> Jeremiah 32 and 17, God, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by the great power and stretch out arm and there is nothing too hard for thee. Mm -hmm. I hear the Lord saying in the 32nd chapter of Jeremiah and the 27th verse, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Luke 1 and 37 said, For with God nothing shall be impossible. The hellhounds may come, but hold on. The liars may lie, but hold on. The backbiters may bite. But hold on. The haters may attack you. But hold on. Mistreatment may come. But hold on. Conspiracies may be formed. But hold on. Traps may be set. But hold on. Tell somebody. Type it on the screen. Hold on. For the weapons of our warfare. Oh, my God. Are not carnal, but mighty through God. To the pulling down, I got to stop. I'm getting happy, and I know I'm not supposed to be preaching, but I, I wish you were here because I think we'd start hollering and screaming about now. Don't let go of your faith, but hold on to it and believe that God is with you in your struggle, and you're going to see that you're going to have victory. Come on, let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you once again for how you blessed us and brought us to this point. Continue to look on us. Continue to strengthen us. Continue to grant us of your favor. Let us, oh God, not only be hearers of the word, hallelujah, but let us be doers of the word. We will practice holding on. We will practice not letting go. We will practice fighting the good fight of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Listen, I want you to sow into this ministry. I want you to get a $20 seed and sow into this anointing. I feel God, God is going to do something for somebody. Sow into this anointing. I know you're struggling with your faith, but my brother, my sister, things are going to get better now because you've heard this word of God. Hold on to your faith and move forward. Come on, get that $20 seed. You can, if you're going to 
uh, send it in. You can mail it in to GEI Kojic Greater Emanuel Institutional Church at 19190 Schaefer Highway. That's Bishop J. Drew Sheard Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, 48235. Or you can give at PayPal, PayPal at GEI, PayPal at GEI Kojic.org. <laughs> Praise God. Or you can give at uh, Givelify. You search for Greater Emmanuel Institutional Church, and uh, please make sure you see our church logo. Or you can give by cash app, dollar sign, G-E-I Kojic 1. Or you can give securely in our G-E-I app. Or you can give by texting to give at 28950. And type in G-E-I offer, space, and the amount. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to pray over your seed, and then I hope that you will experience this blessing that God is going to give to you when you come through this struggle. Dear Lord, I thank you. I thank you, O oh God, for those who are sowing. I pray now that you will bless this seed in a miraculous way and cause these seeds to multiply, not only for the sake of ministry, but for the sake of our personal lives. And we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory and honor shall be thine in Jesus' name. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost, rest, rule, and abide henceforth now and forevermore. And we all said amen. God bless you, and I love you with the love of the Lord. See you Sunday.